The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Let It Fly show inside the Let It Fly sports bar, of course, in the Capital District here in Omaha. I am Michael Severe, joined by former Creighton Blue Jay and Central Eagle Josh Jones. What's up? That burger, bro. I know. <laughs> it smells so good. That's the problem with that. Uh, we are brought to you by yeah. Bud Light, our presenting sponsor. Whether you're hanging out here at the Let It Fly Sports Bar, you're at your crib, you're in the basement, wherever you are, Bud Light brings you easy drinking and easy buckets throughout Nebraska, easy to drink and easy to enjoy. Every week, yep. we highlight something off the Let It Fly menu. It is Leap Day. We're taping this on a Thursday. Leap right. Day, the 29th. Yeah. Those kids who are born on the 29th only have their birth every four years, yeah. which is very weird. I don't know why I always go to that. Like, It's damn. very weird. Yeah. Um, this is the barbecue burger. It is barbecue pork that is made fresh here, yep. smoked here, crispy onions, sweet and spicy barbecue sauce, along with fries. It is a heck of a burger. Look good, man. Yeah. Let's cut it in half. Right, I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, you got it. I'm you not gonna it. eat it because no, yeah, I don't want sure. meat for Lent. Yeah. But I'm gonna cut this thing in half. I'm gonna box this after. One of the great things about the burgers here too at Let It Fly is a lot of places won't make a medium rare. A lot of places won't. A lot of them have oh. only do it well because they're concerned about some people concerned about ground beef. It's not good ground beef making you sick. For it's sure. an it's an old wives' tale from a long time ago. Yeah. But you can make a medium rare, and they will do it here for you, yep. which makes it special for a sports bar. And the pork is yeah. just. So good. Yeah. It's so, 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 so good. Right. A um, lot of good things happening here this yeah. weekend, this week. This is Thursday night we're taping this. So, state, Nebraska's state, playing. The state tournament. They're, and the state tournament's going on. Yep. Nebraska's playing. The girls are playing now in terms of the state tournament. Nebraska's playing. The Supernovas are going to play tonight as well. That's going to be tight. So, that's all happening. Uh, and then this weekend, courtesy of our friend Meg, Meg, the social media maven, she put up who was on this weekend, yep. spelled almost everything right, uh, <laughs> Creighton men's basketball versus Marquette on yeah. Saturday. That's going to be fun, bro. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. It is. And senior day, yeah, know. you know, the emotions and all that uh, stuff. Marquette is like that. Marquette is definitely like that. They like And, that, you know, yeah. they took that beating from UConn. Yeah. And sometimes you well, need UConn one of those. UConn is like that. Sometimes, and then UConn took the beating yeah. from Creighton. Creighton. But sometimes thing, you need that. Yeah, but uh, this, sometimes you need a little beating. This is my true opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think both uh, situations – because the Big East is just so elite of a conference. Mm -hmm. I think home court advantage has helped every team. Yeah. When it comes to that conversation of uh, UConn and Creighton. So, I'm waiting for that neutral side game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it'll uh, probably happen in the Big East tournament. Yeah. I do not believe the Big East top to bottom is the best conference. No. I think the Big 12 top to bottom. Big 12. Because of the depth no. they have in there. And what, yeah. checking them out every yeah. night. Yeah, they beat up on each other. But, man, they have some really yeah. good games yeah, and so the, i think yeah. that's the best top to bottom i agree no yeah. i agree i think uh i think what what i i think i'm just so into that 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 top half yeah and it's so competitive and it everybody is. lose on any given night sure that i'm interested in that but i do love the big 10 better than any other conference just because of physicality no because of what teams is coming Oh, okay. Like, man, I can't wait. USC, UCLA. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. Like, yeah. Like, well, you, you bring a team like Oregon in, 
who has such a great home court advantage. Right. They're not as good on the road. So it'll be interesting to see how they play, of course, against exactly. Nebraska when they come here. Yeah. Speaking of Nebraska, Sunday, 11 a.m., an early morning game, they play against Rutgers. Yeah. And then the Creighton women play Seton Hall at 2 p.m. You can watch all that right here at the Let It Fly Sports Bar. If you got a group of people, call ahead, reserve a table. So you'll be set up and everything will be good. Coming right. up on the show today, Francisco Farabello, the sixth man for Creighton, will be joining us on the show. But time for headlines. Yes, and, of course, the first headline is Creighton bouncing back from a really tough loss to take care of business. They lost to St. John's, which was one of those games where you kind of saw it coming a little bit. Right. And then just put it on Seton Hall. Yeah. But from, the, from the beginning. Yeah. Like 10 minutes in, you were like, oh, okay. I know who's winning this game. Being there in person, yep. it turned into a social event. Did it really? Because it was over. Yeah, because it was <laughs> people over. People was talking about what they did. I was tomorrow. playing Wordle on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, yeah. bro, even people text me like, yep. I don't hear you on the court tonight. I was like, I only got two parts. What am I going to do? Yeah, we cut off some of my parts, man, because uh, other things had to be done, but yeah. it was unnecessary. Right, right, right. Know? Yeah, they already I, I fired thought, up. I thought it was cool that, like, uh, I I think Creighton's fans have done a great job this season mm -hmm. holding down home court advantage. Yep. But I also think the team is that good. Mm -hmm. You got Jason Green stepping up, you know. That was nice. You know, that, yeah. that's huge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then also, if you think about it, you really still got Fred King and Isaac Trout on the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, and but, Isaac hit two big threes yeah, last night, yeah, uh, Wednesday but, night. But, and uh, that was mean, nice. It kind of like. But this is how I feel about it. Yeah. He had three total, but two in a row. Hit yeah. them threes against UConn. Yeah, sure. Hit he he didn't play. play. I don't yeah. think he barely played against UConn. I know. Yeah. And I, I, I Maybe he's going to earn some more time. Yeah, I can't really get into that. Yeah. I, I haven't. Usually I talk to somebody from the team or something yeah, that's yeah. going on, da, da, da. But I haven't really been focused on that more than I've been focused on just the storyline. Yeah. But, like, I'm looking for Trout to, like, like he, he needs to it's win, start hitting them when it's winning time. Yeah. Because we know he can shoot. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he's Ethan Raggy or com is no comparison. I'm just saying his, he can rebound yep. and he can shoot three. Sure. And if you're not shooting threes, mm -hmm. then we got to put somebody else in. Somebody's got to be in. They, so, I've lost to St. John's, as I mentioned. In that game, bigger issue in terms of the loss. Was it the turnovers? Because Wait, what Graydon, game are we talking about? The loss to St. John's. Word. Uh, 13 turnovers to three, mm -hmm. which was 18 to seven yep. in terms of points off turnovers. Or was it the way that the Johnny shot it from two. Yeah. They were 32 of 64. I know that's easy math. 50% from two. Yeah. It reminded me I was in the eighties again. I think, I think it was that. Yeah. I mean, every time it came down court, yeah. like Creighton would do a great job trying to defend something, but they would just hit two and, and you know, tough you, shots. Yeah. Them tough twos. Yep, yep. So when you shooting like that, man, you, don't, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say you don't got a chance, but it's hard to be the team when they playing off that type of momentum. And a lot of the, all those sub twos, they weren't in, like, I'm not going to say it, it was out of sync of their offense, but they were, like, playing, like, hero ball a little bit, making mm -hmm. plays. Yep. And then that basket get bigger when you start, you know, doing your individual, you know, your skills package, making yep. plays. So I, I put it on the, the tough two. Yeah, they made a lot of those. They only attempted eight three-pointers. Right. It was like, again, like we're back in the 90s or something yeah. with games. And then, as I mentioned, the Jays took a care of Seton Hall. It was early on. With five minutes left to go in the first half, yeah. they were up 15, Man. 16 at halftime, and the largest lead was 27 points. I just points. can't put my finger on them, though, because they look like a team that you don't know if they're playing like they got nothing to lose or if they're playing like they really belong where they're at. Yeah. Like, 
I just don't think they're overly talented. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're not a no, 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 good team, yeah. but they're not overly. Like, who's getting something sometimes? Uh, you know, you don't know who's going to get it number, for you. Number one. Yeah, the two no. guard. You don't, like, you don't know no, who's going to get it for them. Yeah, yeah. And it's they got like, in foul trouble, too. When I watch him, I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't know if he believes he can really do this yep, yep, or yep. he just hooping off of baskets he make. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's an unorthodox. But that's scary because when it comes to that Big East tournament, mm-hmm. that same team yep. is going to, like, make the same noise. I still think that. Them, uh, I said St. John's from the beginning. No, I, you know? I think if St. John makes the tournament, they're going to be tough. Yes. But they've got so many losses against yeah. the Tier 1 and Tier 2 schools that unless something happens in the tournament big, they're not going to make the tournament. For I sure. mean, something happens in the Big East tournament. Yeah. Listen to Creighton's last four games. Yep. Defensive three points. Seton Hall, two of nine from three. Dang. UConn, three of 16 from three. Butler, six of 22. And then I mentioned Se- the, the uh, Seton Hall was two of nine. So combined... They have now gotten up to 32% is what they're allowing three-point shooting. Second best in the Big East behind UConn. When they limit, when the Jays do a good job in the three-point defense, they're winning games. And it's crazy because they play without fouling too. Yeah, it's nuts. It's so weird. How many times you look up and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, Creighton's trailing, so they got to start fouling on purpose to get in the bonus. Right. It's nuts to watch. Have you ever seen a team try to play from behind and they press? Have you ever thought, like, why won't y'all do that? In the- I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we all, every time you see it happen, but you know, I mean, yeah. you can press for three, four minutes straight, and sure. you're bringing in people off the bench who aren't your best players. Right. So I know you got to worry about that. But I, I grew up with Arkansas press. in the 94 feet, you know, and they pressed the ga- whole game. No and it was fun to watch. Uh, number two headline, Nebraska have played their way in. You know, oh, yeah. four wins in you a row. You got to respect it. I don't care about the first – how many games uh, – did they play that really was easy to get to that uh, momentum of a record in the beginning? It was oh, like, like they played like six or seven. I think it was there somewhere around here. The, the, their non-conference strength of schedule is like three forty something. Yeah, that don't it's matter bad. at this point. though. Look, you, they got to the point nope. where they are now. Yeah, they got the road win versus Indiana. Hopefully tonight they get the road win against Ohio State That'd to help them big. a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. But here's what they've done the last four games. Yeah, it's one thing to beat teams you're supposed to beat. Right. But you beat them well. Yeah. They beat Michigan by 20, yep. Penn State by 19, Indiana by 15. They beat Minnesota by 18. I was That's dominant with basketball. I was the Indiana one because they completely controlled the game. Until they almost they, let them yeah. come back. Yeah, almost let them come back to but that. Like, they got it three. showed in Nebraska. Yeah. I'm like, it's good. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're solid. Yeah. I mean, the way they're playing now is not <laughs> – you can't compare to the way they're playing early on. Yeah. I, I really – I'm excited for the Huskers yeah. to make the tournament because I believe that this would be a history-making year yeah. because, like you said earlier, like the stat of not – Making a tournament eight times in existence, and they never won. Yeah, exactly. But, but <laughs> they're the only Division One school, power school, power five school, power six school. Yeah. To never have won again. But if there's any time or any team to do it right now, yep, yeah, definitely. This team. Here's the weird thing about them. Now they haven't had a stinker in a while. Hopefully, it won't happen tonight as we're taping this against Ohio State. It's tied. It tied 35 all. We're in the first half still. Yep. But they're 20 and eight. Three games left. If this team finishes 23 and eight. Before going to actually, obviously the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the best in the history. Yeah. Well, in the last 25 years of this program, know. Yeah. you know they had some really good years in the early 90s with Danny Knee all the way up to like 1998. Right. But nothing like this. Yeah, but nothing me, like but this. No feeling like this. this. Yeah. What is it about them that's making them good? Like they're not the biggest, especially from the uh, the front court. They aren't. They you aren't. Know? Yeah. The back court, they always got good individual talented players. But like, what is it? That, I think it, their you know? team game. They yeah. have they spread out. You know. 
Creighton essentially, and now that Stephen Ashford's playing, it's four. But for a long time, it was three main guys. Right. You can't predict what could happen. Like, Rink Mass could lead them in scoring. He might have two. You're right. Tomanaga could lead them in scoring. He might not get anything one day. Right. Jamarcus Lawrence come off the bench. All of a sudden, he's got yeah. 25. You never know yeah. who's the guy that's going to be yeah. the guy. Walker. No, it was, he's gone. He gone? Yeah, yeah. So they have – so you look at them right now, the way they're Wait, playing. Wait, no, no, no. What's uh, the uh, – The kid was hurt that was hurt earlier? No, light-skinned kid. Uh, the guard, He's a guard. Jamarcus Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I said Walker. My yeah. bad. So my he's, bad. he's a guy yeah, that won't do anything for a couple of games, yeah. and all of a sudden he comes off the bench and he gets 15. And they look like they don't care who scores. They don't. I believe I think that they're that kind of – and you got Gary, who's a physical guy down yeah. low, getting your rebounds. Hey, everything they do is team ball. Now, the problem is – one thing good. Yeah. You get into the tournament. Yep. Those guys really don't know what to expect from Tominaga. No. All of a sudden, you're going to be like, well, watching him on film, you're like, is that guy really good? And all of a sudden, he's lighting you up from 25, 27 right. feet away. Right. So that's kind of an advantage. Yeah. The problem I think they'll have is if they get down, mm -hmm. I don't know this team can, is going to come back. The they need to get a lead in the tournament. The tournament is and different, hold on. Bro. It is big like, time different. Man, yeah. I, mean, I mean, blessed to have the experience yep. there, but mm -hmm. it's not your regular basketball. No, it's tournament. not. It's not, not at your all. conference tournament. Right. It's not. And so we, we look forward to that. Hopefully, they win tonight. Last uh, headline is Caitlin Clark. Breaking all the records. She passed Kelsey Plum, which was the NCAA record. Yep. And now last night, when we taped this, is Wednesday night. Lynette she passed Woodard. Lynette Woodard, who had the old AIWAA something record, right? Yep. Before they let women actually play in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. And now she is on the verge to cast Pitzel Pete Maverick. You missed one. What? Pearl Moore. Well, not she, she's nowhere. I'm gonna get to that because she's nowhere near that. She's not gonna get Pearl. She, she can't? the only way she get Pearl, she come back next year. Wow. Pearl is at four thousand. She's not getting Pearl. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not close enough. So Pearl Moore had yeah. three thousand eight hundred and eighty-four. She is two hundred no, behind I, her. I thought she had four four thousand. She does, but they, the ones they count for small school, the ones she count, they count for three eight eight four. That's the official number. So how many would she be off from that two hundred? Uh, right now she is at. She is so she if she gets Pistol Pete's number, which is three six six seven, she'll still be two hundred some behind Pearl Moore. Now this is my thing. Who who played at Francis Marion, by the uh, way? Uh, NAI college. School. It's twenty twenty four. College yep. basketball got to do something for Lynette Woodard. And, and oh, I agree Com Moore. completely. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, we can yeah. like, and yeah. I'm not even like. Yeah. I mean, you can give it to Caitlin Clark and then Pistol Pete. Yep. Uh, what's crazy about Pistol Pete is. Three years, no two, no, no three-point three line. line. So he can have seven, eight thousand points. He I'm, he averaged in the forties all three years, dude. Man. He he had an amazing career. I, and then yeah. Clark also now seventeenth triple double of her career. Right, right? she's second she's, overall she for that. She's hooping. And she now broke the NCAA women's single season three-point record for a woman right. at one fifty-six. And I, Iowa's Big Ten single game record. Yeah. She she has so yeah. many records, um, and she's yeah. setting them you, at a point where I don't think anybody's going to catch it. it. You can't you can't knock it. Like you can't. And, and she does everything. She's yeah. a good passer. Yeah, she is. Yeah, it's one of those. And things, she's annoying to me. <laughs> to the team she's playing against. I, no, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, she makes you. Yeah. She will piss you off. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I was about to say that I think it's one of those things where like, you kind of gotta have. I, I've had conversations about, like, Pistol Pete's record and what it would have looked like. Yeah. Maybe this is the closest we can get to resembling what it looked like when he actually played. And they did. If you go look, you can go look it up. Somebody went back and charted all his games mm. and based it off of the 199 three-point line. This was a few years back. Mm. And added how many more points he would have gotten. And he got over 4,000. 
if you'd have put him because th- he shot from way back a lot. Now he had a lot of layups, Dang. but he shot a lot of what would be threes. And somebody went back and charted that. And Dang. he was he was, and I watched all his tapes as a kid because Press was his dad, and Press went to my high school. And I watched him. He did things with a basketball that still today the only people that do it and one guys. That's it. No, nobody in the league did what he – he was a globetrotter before before yeah. they were, you know, I guys were going to play for globetrotters. Looking back on it, when I was little, yeah. um, we used to be in the gym. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. But somebody would bounce the ball, put their hand around it, and yep, pass yep, it, yep, yep. and say, pistol pee. Yeah. I never knew where that came from. <laughs> he would – his dad would drive at about 25, 30 miles an hour through their town, and he would dribble out the window. Dang. And never lost the ball. He's dribbling out the window as the car is driving. He was a freak, dude. He was a freak. He invented something called the pro layup, yeah. where he put it off the top of the backboard, yeah. so you couldn't block it. So you mean Kyrie Irving types? Con- exactly. Yep. Finished. He finished at the rim like Kyrie Irving. He shot threes like Steph. He passed like Curly Neal from the Globetrotters. Magic, Curly. I mean, he was he was everything. Dang. Now, by the time people really got to see him in the NBA, he already had a bad knee injury. He was with, we got the Boston. He was already banged up. He was old. So. Yeah. Never really chance to because he was playing for the Jazz and nobody saw him playing for the Jazz. So is he like? Could you consider him one of the greatest college basketball players ever? Oh yeah, I think so. I think every every comparison you can make. Yeah. Even when he played then, I think he is. I think it'd be hard not to say that he's one of the greatest of all time. Man. When we come back, we'll talk to one of the best six men in the Big East. Yep. Francisco Farabella joins us next on Let It Fly Show. I want a Sunday. All right, welcome back to Let It Fly Show. We are joined by Creighton guard Francisco Farabello joining us here on Let It Fly Show. How you been? Good, good. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you taking the time. At one point, he was a host of the Let It Fly Show early on. Word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill-in host. Like summertime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did, you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. That, was, that was before, like, y'all actually, like, start hooping, made that run. Life is different now. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but it was fun. It was fun. I mean, having Baylor here, and it was it was a lot easier than what it looks, so, yeah. No doubt. Did it make you think about changing your major? Maybe do some broadcasting or something? Mm. What is your major? Communication. Oh, well, Which I'm so close, but yeah. yeah, nah, nah. I'm not changing. Nah, that. nah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm the same route, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it must be the number. Because you know you got my number, man. Five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hopefully you hold it down. But no, you already have. <laughs> nah, you <laughs> pretty well with it. made it to the Elite Eight, all that type of stuff, man. How often do you get homesick? Or do you get homesick? I don't. I I used to. I mean, I moved out of home when I was 16. Yeah. Moved to Australia. Uh, that is, it's far, like it's complete on the other side of the globe. Yeah. I, I guess I was homesick like for the first six months, and then I just like that. That was my new reality, and I accepted it. And I'm not homesick anymore. Nice. But yeah, uh, I mean, my sister is gonna be on Saturday for the game. That's uh, awesome. So it's gonna be the second time in five years that I see her. But like yeah. as I said, like I don't really. It sounds mean, but I, I don't really miss miss. <laughs> I don't miss my family at all. <laughs> I mean, no. you can talk, uh, group chats, FaceTime. Yeah, like I mean, with it's technology, now, yeah. yeah, like yeah, like now, yeah. FaceTiming every day, like it, it makes you feel feels you like you feel a lot closer than than what you actually are. Let's I had to, I had to call phone. collect back in the day. Really? Oh yeah, you go to, you go to one of those pay phones. Yeah. You put a quarter in, and you would say, uh, they'd say, Who, "Who's your? Who are you?" You'd be like, "Call me back." So, and then they would call you back so on. What it. about four one one? When did that end? Oh man, four one one didn't come along until the early nineties. Oh okay. Yeah, but we yeah. we 
there was obviously no cell phones mm-hmm. and long distance cost a ton back in the day. Yeah. Wasn't free like it is yeah, now. For sure. And it, it was expensive to call home, so I would yeah. just call I collect. A, I found a cell phone in the street. What? I dialed four one one. I had a phone for like two weeks. Yeah, I was just calling people. I don't know who phone it was. Big, big, it's probably about this big. About that big? Yeah, it was a brick phone. Yeah, that's yeah. how I know about 411 for sure. What's the biggest difference? He asked you about Omaha. Biggest difference from places you grew up to what Omaha is now. I mean, it's just, it's, like, I grew up in places where, like, soccer was really big. I sure. mean, grew up in Argentina and in Italy, uh, where, like, soccer is the number one sport. And, like, here in Omaha, of course, like, Crane, is, it's pretty big. And, and we're lucky enough to play basketball. So uh, I think that's the, that's the biggest difference, like, how, how big basketball is over here. Mm-hmm. And, um I mean, I've enjoyed it since day one, and it's it's. I always tell people it's ridiculous the amount of fans and and support that we get, yep. uh, night in and night out. So yeah, you probably never played nowhere big as Omaha. Um, just kind of like, you know, you're getting towards the end, of your you know, college career and stuff like that. Like, it's not a question of like, what does it mean to you? It's more so like, from last year to this to this year, like, what has like dawned on you like dang man like it's almost over yeah uh like i had a similar question the other day and like i was i was thinking about like how like last year i yeah it was fun but i wasn't really enjoying it personally just because like i didn't take the mentions of like it was they were my last two years yeah. this year I, like i started like since since the beginning since the preseason i was like i gotta take it all in because i have 30 something games left and 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 then it's going to be a completely different scenario for me in my life but um as i was saying like i i just tried to take it all in because i i'm probably never going to be a part of something like like creating sure. basketball. basketball yeah, yeah like yeah, it, it's yeah. it's just ridiculous as i said like the fan base and like playing at the chi in front of eighteen thousand people and uh like they they're every every night no matter what the weather conditions are, because like they show up every day, oh, yeah. every game. <laughs> so, yeah, just just trying to enjoy this less this less games. Sure. Francisco Farabella joining us here on the Let It Fly show. How how different is what you expected this season to be? How similar is it? What, go back to when you were before the season started. Has it gone like you thought it would? Yeah, I mean, of of course, like you ex- you expect to win every game, and right. and it, it doesn't go that way, but. We knew we were gonna hit adversity uh, during the season, uh, and now we're getting like we're in the part of the season of like it's been a long one, and like you just gotta keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, but it's also exciting because like we're towards the end, and that's when the when the fun stuff starts. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's going pretty much as as we expected it. Yeah. What about uh, y'all? Just dominated Seton Hall. What was it like? Was it a was the first time a fluke? Or is it just home court advantage for both teams? I mean, that was one of the greatest shooting performances that first game for Seton Halls any team ever had in the world. They were incredible. Yeah, it's no, like 61% yeah. Nuts. I mean, <laughs> the, the way we 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 face the game is that they they they're basically playing for, for playing for their lives right now. Like yeah. with, yeah, with sure. being so in the yeah, bubble yeah. and stuff. So like. We knew like they, that they needed to win, and they were extra motivated because we beat them over there. And like usually, when you lose at home, you feel like you every game you lose at home, you're supposed to win it, especially right. in this league. Uh, so we knew they were gonna come prepared and, and hungry to to beat us, and 
but we had a great preparations, you know, like the two, three days before. Mm. Uh, we, I think we did a, gr- a, a good job with the scouting and, and, and basically being prepared of, like, facing what's coming. You're, sh- you're, you're shooting 50% from the floor, roughly, 40% from three, but you've only taken 59 shots. The numbers is up, though. You're efficient. Sh- let's, let's shoot some more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... The <laughs> way you're shooting... Yeah, I, I, I don't. You like, I just, I just, I just, like I try to bring to the team whatever we're missing at that at that yeah. moment. You know, like yeah. that's that's one good thing about coming off the bench from the outside. It's much easier yeah. to see what we're missing. Oh yeah. So when I go in, I don't, I don't, I don't have the mentality of like I need to score, I need to score, yeah. I need to score. We have uh, Stephen Ashworth, Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, and Cockbrenner. Yep. We have points. Right. Like, I'm, I'm just going to try to bring some other things that are going to help them to be successful on the court. And they don't, like, m- maybe we need my six to eight points, but, like, I know that we need my effort either, right, yeah, either offensively and defensively, uh, yep. moving the ball on offense. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just, like, sprinting the court that, that that's what we're missing. So I just, I just do whatever we need to do in order to win. Yeah, your role kind of – it kind of changed this year, but not in the sense of something that you probably never done before. But it's like you're starting to handle the one a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Steven at the two sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because he's a shooter, you yeah. know, but not just a shooter, but a playmaker. But like, I, I feel what you're saying. It's kind of like you kind of do whatever the team, you, not yeah. saying you can't shoot it, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, I mean, uh, essentially, you just make plays this year. Yeah. You know, do you feel more acclimated, like, into the Big East? Like, last year, I know it was new. And, like, you had this row of they wanted you to, like, hit those open shots whenever they came. Do you feel like, uh, like, I know a year make a difference, but that don't mean everybody, like, is more confident in their next year. Yeah, I mean, I, like, when I came to Creighton, like, even Coach Max said it, like, before the first season, he was like, we play a different basketball style than, than the rest. Like, we, it's a lot of up and downs, and, like, there is a lot of, like, staggers and stuff, and, like, we let it fly here. I wasn't really used to that that, yeah. that playing style, and I didn't think it was going to impact me the way it did. Yeah. Um, but, like, this second year, like, I kind of knew what to expect and, like, what we were looking for. So, as you said, like, the first year helped a lot to, to build off this, this second year. Yeah, okay. J6 man, Francisco Ferrabella, joining us here on the Let It Fly show. You watched the uh, three-point competition in All-Star Weekend? You ever watched it? I did. It? Okay. So we line up exactly the same way. We put out everybody on the Jays team, and we go three-point contest. Who wins? Keep it real, though, bro. I mean, it's between, like, right now, between Baylor and, and Steven. Really? Yeah. What about Trout? Isaac. From the corners, he probably yeah. Yeah, From the co- yeah. corners, yeah. 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 But I, Where's like, your best spot? I mean, the corners probably. I'm mm-hmm. a corner guy. Yeah. It's the shortest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the shortest. And, yeah. and like, nobody, th- this, that's one thing that my dad taught me. It's like, nobody goes to the corner. Like, nope. nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, you got to be good. Yeah, yeah, pay you're attention. Right. You're dead yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it feels like, it's nice. It's like, the, right there in the corner pocket, like, if. Yeah. I like just to shoot straight on. Oh, man. I like to shoot straight on. You just get back far enough and shoot straight on. No, nah, that corner three. Actually, <laughs> straight to me, on. I feel like the corner three is more comfortable than just straight on. I don't know why I feel uh, that Yeah, no, nah, me too. Yeah. Some so. people put the, uh, it seemed to me in that competition, you know, they have that one goal ball that's yeah. worth five. They were putting it on the wing a lot. It seemed like that's where people were putting it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. uh, what, uh, the UConn game, I was there. Yeah. Uh, it was a great experience for the fans. Yep. Uh, Two-part question. One, like, what was it like after 
winning that game and just having the camaraderie with the fans storm the court. And then two, um, like, what other type of games have you been in with that type of vibe in the atmosphere? Mm. I'm gonna answer the second for the second question first. Yeah. I never have been part of something like that Dang. ever, ever. Even when I was at TCU, that we played at Kansas, like the environment at Kansas is great because, mm-hmm. of course, it's like pretty big place. But like I never seen something like this CHI mm. yeah. that night. It was unbelievable. Uh, at one point, after Stephen hit that that deep three, yeah. that they call timeout, the lights go off, yeah. and <laughs> it was so loud. I yeah. never been in the loudest place. Um, and then the, the regarding the first question, like it's like that's why that's why me from overseas come to college to do like you yeah, know yeah, to yeah. have experience like that it's one. The stuff you see. Yes, yes, yourself. yes. Okay. It's just it's uh, it's hard to describe. It's yeah. just like you, happiness, joy, everything. It, it was it was pretty special. Like I know I know it was important for us, but like it was even more important for the people, especially sure. for mm-hmm. what it, what it means. Uh, to be the number one team in the country and and like you know, Crane really values Crane fan really values every time we play UConn. So yeah, um, it's like a real rivalry now. It yeah, is completely. I, hey, you guys real, have dominated. I think uh, uh, what's a buddy name that was there a couple years ago? The big man from UConn. Uh, Sanogo. Him and Cogburn are started, started it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Argument started it. who would be defensive yeah. player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they started it. No, but I mean it it was it was good I mean they have a great team, you yeah, know. Yeah, they yeah. they've been yeah. rolling this season, so uh we had a really good game too. Yeah, hooping. Yeah. A couple of weeks you'll be in Madison Square Garden playing in the Big East tournament. When you go in there as a fan, it's special and the banners up there of the Knicks and all that, but as a player, what what makes it so special playing in that building? Um I mean, I, you just start thinking like that in that arena. It just it's like just superstars beyond basketball perform over there. Oh, so yeah. that's like being able to do what I do in the same arena of like other celebrities get to do what they're doing there. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool to to that's think about. Yeah, I never yeah. Remember we were that. walking below, yeah. and it all those posters of all the yeah. huge yeah. concerts that's that happened there. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like you playing basketball the same place of the the biggest musicians and yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good run dmc did fresh fest back there if you watch the run yeah. dmc documentary i don't know if you guys were watching yet but <laughs> they, they talk about the whole scene of them being there and what yeah. it was like and right. it was incredible it was incredible it was packed in there yeah so senior night bro you know it, it, it's here now it is i feel like baylor been in college nine years <laughs> uh, are you older than him or is he older than you no he's older than me he's older yeah, okay. you're no. 23 right yeah yeah he's older than you you're not older than me. No. <laughs> but anyway, combine like, you guys, you know. I mean, kind of talk about senior night. I mean, obviously, you kind of touched on, like, uh, the conversation a bit, thinking about, like, um, why you come to America to play basketball in college. Mm-hmm. But, like, the brotherhood. I mean, your yeah. roommates. Uh, who, how many seniors y'all got on your team? I mean, including uh, people who are who don't play. Like some of those guys. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be three of us okay. for the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, every, every time I talk to like a, like a player that went through college and like, he's not playing pro, like is they always said the same thing. Like you miss just hanging out with, with the, with the team. Like yeah. that's cause yeah. then once you get to the pro life, it's just like, it's like each has their own family. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they have their own thing going on at home, but like in college, it's just like you, you have each other and that's all Man. you got. Yeah. yeah you know what Creighton does right? 
because like football a lot of times they'll have the senior day before mm -hmm. so you know the guys walk out they get introduced oh, like they give the rose game? to their mom or whatever you guys do it afterwards yeah. i think the emotion of that and then having to play a game would be tough yeah i would like rather just play the game and then have all the emotion afterwards it's yeah. i think the way well, creighton does it is smart think about that i think it's smart because i've seen no, football players yeah. really yeah. be overhyped yeah. yeah i know for the beginning uh, of the game I know, you know like coach mac but I mean, I, it's, I know it's the way Creighton does it. But yep. knowing Coach Mack, he want to focus on that game. Definitely, yeah. like he loves yeah. senior, senior day, senior night. But yeah, yeah, that's probably why he do it like that. But it I makes sense. It makes sense doing it that way. What would you think when you? Because you can't avoid all the rumors. You start hearing maybe Coach Mack might be leaving for Ohio State. Or, now. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what was that feeling like when you were hearing that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, he he has been great for the for Creighton, yep. and I feel like. Um, I mean, starting next year, I'm starting. I'm gonna be a fan yep. of Korean basketball. Sure. Of course, you want to keep it as long. Side, yeah, bro. you want to keep him as long as you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I try not to really think about the rumors. Just like you know, start, stay locked in in this season and try to finish strong. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I can feel that. I remember, um, so before Coach Max was Coach Dave, <laughs> I was at Chili's eating. Uh, with my cousin, just I don't even know what day it was. Yeah. And my cousin seen on the bottom of it's the like ticker, it said, uh, yeah. Coach Dana Altman leads to Oregon for uh, 14 million seven years. I didn't believe it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he had left before Arkansas yeah. before that and come back. Yeah. So I, you don't I'm know. I'm not saying Coach Mack owned that. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. you just never know, man. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. I mean, it's part of the business at sure. the end of the yeah. day. Like, right. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm going to be sick, bro. Yeah. You, you've yeah. said yeah. it, though. He's given, he's given you. The community and About the fan base. Years, yeah. Bro. Yeah. And he's given them a sweet 16. I mean, a, a lead eight. He's given them almost yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So if he chose to go and maybe get more money, what are you, what are you going to do? Would I become an Ohio State fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know. Hey, so let me ask you this. Um, I'm a hog, bro. Like, I know you got a visa to come here and hoop and play. You're going to play pro, da, da, da. My teammates... And a lot of uh, alum before my teammates, they end up living in Omaha, having families, having kids. Mm -hmm. You see Omaha like that as somewhere that can be home base, or you know, is right now is it just you in the moment? No, warmer, uh, brother. He going someplace warmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's it warmer? I mean, it's a, it's. <laughs> I always tell people like it's Omaha is way better than what people think, yeah. especially for those that never been here. Yep. Um, but no, like I like not 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 right now, like. I, I just, like I said, I mentioned before, I left home when I was 16, and like now next year I'm gonna have the chance to like kind of live closer to my family. So yeah. like I see my life going closer yeah, back to sure. my family, but mm -hmm. you never know. Yeah, you yeah, never right. know. Yeah, you do. You never yeah, know. See know. Him Ten years from now, doing another live show. Could no. you? I I know it's very difficult. This, but you played on Argentina teams in the past when you were younger. Yeah. Is there a a path to maybe if you play some overseas, maybe you could like try to get on team? the Olympic team or the national team or a junior. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's my ultimate goal. Yeah, like, like your dad, right? Yeah, uh, I mean right now what I have in mind long term would be the Olympic Games 2028. Okay, um, you know where that is? In LA. Is that? Oh, that's right, right. Paris yeah, in LA, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So I mean I'm just gonna start working on that. That's to be awesome. honest with you. Yeah, sure. that's got to be. Uh, we had somebody. We had you weren't here. We had a, one of the, the uh, volleyball players for the supernovas on and right. she played for her country brazil yep. and she just talked about walking down into the stadium and then around yeah the everybody's ceremony. cheering how it's just it's an incredible yeah. feeling playing for your country would you rather win an olympic gold medal or an nba championship an olympic gold medal for sure yeah. that's amazing 
Yeah. No, yeah, yeah that's the, that's perspective is crazy. It's a whole family yeah. opposed to yeah. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. No, yeah, it's cool. I mean, my dad my dad played Olympic games. Yeah. He yeah. said like it's the is the top of the mountain. There's nothing that an athlete can play on, on top of that. Right. True. That's why so many of those NBA players, yeah. despite everything they have, they want to play in the Olympic games. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm. Plus, it's the best of the best. Yeah. Like now, I mean, especially. It's a little bit of politics in that about mm. like what jails the best to get it done. Uh -huh. but at the end of the day, it's the best player yeah. representing your country. No, I can see that. Do you? Uh, so you, I know you are a fan of Messi. Yeah. Now that he's in the MLS. Do you see yourself trying to go and see him play? Because he's playing in Kansas City the yeah. week after the Final Four. I know, I know. The thing, it's impossible. It's possible to get, get tickets. tickets. Yeah, it's. You gotta call nobody. You're like, you know I, who I am. I don't know anybody, but if you know somebody, I, I, know, know. Some I know some people. Oh, okay. Maybe no, yeah, get you yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, we love him. We love him. I grew like my yeah. hometown in Argentina. It's 40 minutes away from from his city, mm -hmm. uh, but that dude is untouchable. So. Yeah. So if you're going to compare him, would he be compared like to Jordan? What do you compare him to? For no, what Jordan the, means to America, the, Messi means no, to... No, Jordan means to the world. Well, yeah. Michael course, Jordan yeah. is Michael Jordan. And yeah, and yeah, Messi yeah. is Messi. I don't think... Yeah. But Messi's they're worldwide both, too. Yeah. yeah. They're both... In, at the same level, yeah. like in my opinion, there you can't compare it to anybody else. And he's the greatest soccer player of all time. Yes. I keep hearing that in the commercials. I had a. I grew uh, up with is. Pele, yeah, so I'll I don't be having conversation with people, and mm -hmm. they talk about. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yeah. Messi, yeah. And Maradona, yeah. Um, oh, Diego Maradona. Oh, God. Argentina too. Yeah, look yeah, chubby, exactly. little chubby fella. Yeah. So I mean, I've been hearing those soccer <laughs> talks and all that type of stuff. But would you consider uh, Messi like? The greatest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, him and Ronaldo, it's incredible because they've been in the elite for the last 15 years. Yep. Playing at that level. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. That, that's what makes them special. But Messi just overall is just... I think so too. They're just, like Federer and Nadal yeah, or Federer and of, Joker. I mean, they like better, Federer and Nadal. For me, I like I like Nadal because I was a clay court player. Okay. So that's why I like him. But I mean, they're all incredible like, to watch. Uh, you know, I, if Robert I if I was gonna have a life, uh, I, I would like, take Ronaldo's life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Messi's got a great life and all. No, I would yeah. take Ronaldo's life. Crazy. <laughs> that dude's life is wow. Yeah. yeah. Follow him a little bit. Um, your favorite <laughs> movie, at least according to the website, is The Incredibles. Yes. Still. Yeah. I want you to rank. These Pixar movies for me. Hey. All right. <laughs> okay. I've got I like this one. Now, I went Toy Story 3 because I think that's the best one. Heck do you disagree? No, I think 3 is by far the we best one. We're going to end this podcast. I man. think 1 hey, is let's go, bro. 1 is boring. Yeah. 3 is emotional. One is boring. One is Everybody's boring. crying. I thought hey, 1 was boring. Why? You got to tell the camera. Why? I just don't I thought it was 3 is such a good movie and it stretches from little kids to adults. In my age group, that movie, yeah. by far. Hey, what he's saying But you pick whatever Toy Story you hey, want. Before that though, what you saying is similar to you saying Lion King 2, Simba's pride is better than the Lion King. That's what No, not like. even close. That's I mean, Toy Story 3 made not more money. I guarantee you Simba's pride didn't make more money. So we ain't talking money. I'm just talking about popularity. All right, watch this. Toy Story Real 3. Quick. Hey, Phil. Toy Story 3 or Toy Story? Which one better? Exactly. <laughs> you guys, I don't know the last time you watched. I got, I got kids. I've been watch, I watched yo, them yo, all kids, over again. Like I've watched them. No, three. I'm telling oh, you. That's man. their favorite one. But you pick whatever one you yeah, want. Ahead, cars, whatever cars you want. Okay. Finding Nemo, <laughs> Wally, Up. Wait, you said cars. So I got to rank those five that you gave me? Yes, and you can pick whatever Toy Story you want. You can pick whatever car. All the car movies I think are horrible. Cars, cars want. Cars want. The first cars is. Horrible. First car is top tier. Yeah, cars. Is cars. My my kids hated cars. Uh, we actually left. Really? The Lightning McQueen. He was uh, my son was six, <laughs> and was like, "This sucks." 
Dang. We left. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not fans of cars. Cars, cars is up there. Okay. <sighs> then there's Finding Nemo, Wait. Wally, Up, and whatever Toy Story up you want. Up is last. I don't like Up at all. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I is have... too emotional? Yeah, I don't... It is sad. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, like it's it. sad. Two... Wait, what other... So you're going Cars Toy first. Sto- Toy Story 1. Toy Story. And then there's Finding Nemo, Wally, and you said up is last. Wally is four, and yeah. Finding Nemo is third. I'll, I can run with that. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I, I think Finding Nemo. Again, this is something when your kids get older. He gonna like Toy Story one. No, you <laughs> watching that movie, it'll be a different emotion for you. I feel it. That it does. Yeah. It does affect. And and if you're somebody obviously watching Up, who yeah. went through problems having kids, you watch that movie and you're like, oh goodness gracious, yeah, that'd be tough. I'm not gonna so. lie. I watched a lot of Pixar. I, yeah, me I mean, too. Obviously, I got kids, yeah. but like, I like it for myself. No, me too. I think Incredibles are. I'm with him. I, I think yeah. Incredibles <laughs> is the best one. I think by far, Incredible. Used to be back in the day, if you wanted to go see one of these movies and you're an adult, you didn't go by yourself. You like call your sister who got a kid, uh, or you call I your cousin, you and you bring see. them because you can't be seen. Yeah, Nowadays, it's not a big deal because everybody likes those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So That's give me, cool. give me your feeling for the rest of the season. You got two more games left. You mentioned you got Senior Day. Senior you day. got that big one next Saturday. What's yeah. what's kind of the feel for you to end uh, this thing? I mean, just, I mean, of course, as I said before, there's a lot of big things coming up, and that, that this is when the actual fun starts. But right. you just gotta face them. Uh, day by day, you can't just start thinking in the biggest tournament when we have two big games in front of big us. True, they're gonna be hard. Because yep. at that, based off um, that kind of um, like helps seeding too. Yeah. So losing yeah. one of these could. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just just facing day by day. You know, prepare for each, and then once the season is done, yeah, start preparing for the Big East. Yeah, for sure. Nice. What about last year versus this year? Like, not on no. Um, like comparing like R2 and Kaluma, but I'm just saying overall, this team that went to the uh, that team last year that went to the Elite Eight was special. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team, I think y'all uh, clicking, but like, what's the difference between last year and this year with chemistry and like, not from just a confidence standpoint or whatever? What do y'all have to do the same or different to get right back to that game? Um, I mean the chemistry this year. I'm not saying because of R2 and, and R left, it's better, but probably because, like, it's just a second year, like yeah, one so more year that everybody's together. So sure. chemistry is better. Like, the locker room is great, mm. uh, especially the guys that came in, the incoming freshmen and the other transfers that we brought in. They're great guys. Yeah. Um, so I think we improved in the locker room. And then to get back to, to, get, back, to, get, back to that point, I mean, just now it's all about building momentum, I feel like. Um, I yeah, and just like get, you got to start rolling. Of course, I can I tell you what your key is. You guys play best when you defend the three well. I have numbers for that. But oh. when you're the second best three-point defense in the Big East behind UConn, yeah. highest-ranked team in there, mm-hmm. you d- when you guys defend the three well, you guys play yeah. your best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we well, we we've been struggling this season, and we did it times to times. It's just like not let our offense dictate our defense. Yep. Um, yeah. I feel like when that happens. Uh, we're pretty successful uh, yeah. in games, so yeah, just 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 stay locked in. How, how much of the luck of the draw by being seated in a certain position for the NCAA tournament helps more than just playing well, no matter where you at? Yeah, I mean, for it's you guys. A, yeah, 
I mean, it's important, but at the end of the day, if you want to get to where you're going to get, like, you got to be everybody. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Just avoid Mountain West teams. Yeah. Yeah. Like no like Mountain a, West teams. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, thing. like, I remember uh, 2012 for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we beat Wichita State uh, that year. Oh, yeah. Chief Counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, almost in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, we led for all but 48 seconds of the tournament. And that means Wichita State scored first. Yeah. We still got the seventh seed and had to end up playing against North Carolina. But I remember at that point when I was playing, I was thinking, like, God, we had seven seed. Like, I, I feel like I, like, dwelt too much on the seeding that yeah. we were. You started thinking about, like, fut- like future scenarios. Yeah. That you're, you're not even sure that they're right. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, y'all didn't, like. Like, you don't want to be eight or nine because, you know, if you win, you got to play at one normally. Yeah, I was yeah. just asking that because I was mm-hmm. wondering if, like, do y'all, like, I mean, you being experienced and going that far last year, actually, uh, before that, Creighton went to the Sweet 16. But, like, did you, how many of you, like, did you, how much did you guys play into the seating versus just saying no matter who we play? Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters. I mean, especially because last year we were a six seed. Yeah. I, I mean, in my opinion, we were way better than a six seed. Six, yeah, yeah. Right. So that doesn't really correlate to, like, sometimes it does on what this you did on during the season but right. like sometimes it doesn't like last year we went to like that six games losing streak and that that's probably why we ended up being a six, six seed. seed right yeah. but i mean uh, as i said before at the end of the day you, you got to be able to be everybody that's no good doubt yeah. Fran, we appreciate it man oh, thanks, yeah, for thanks for taking the time fran or bello which one you like better i don't you don't care. Yeah. Just call me. Call me for dinner. It don't yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. Francisco Ferrabello, we appreciate him being the Let It Fly show. All right, welcome back to the show. We appreciate Francisco Ferrabello for coming on with He's us. Chilling, man. Being a six man, I know you did it. Uh-huh. But, you know, over the course of the history, yeah. whether it be a Bill Walton in 1986 or a guy like uh, the Microwave uh, for, the, for the yeah, or for the Detroit Pistons, whoever you are, mm-hmm. it's such a hard job in my opinion now, you get yeah, to watch what's happening yeah, but is. you got to come in and automatically be on yeah or a lot of times they yank you out man that was the story of my life i think what for, for vinnie me, johnson I for, for me personally what made me be a six man one yeah. was um i liked how the crowd knew what i added yeah that that brought my sense of motivation to do my job secondly i knew that if i wasn't performing he would put uh excuse me who was in front of me back in the game exactly. to play more dead minutes, even if they weren't doing nothing. A lot of pressure. Or he'll try something else. The pressure of a six-man is crazy. I agree. And I think I think Farabello, he hold it down. Like, to me, like, um, I think his game fits a six-man role. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he was a starter, I feel like Creighton wouldn't be as much of a threat just because I feel like the way he plays complements uh, doing things that other people on the team don't do. Yeah, and he and you lose length when he comes in, right? Because whether it's Mason Miller or Ozzy Trout, they have more length. But you said it during the interview. There's times where he'll come in and he'll be the one. Yeah. There's times where he'll come in and he'll be the two. Yeah. He'll slide down in the three spot. Sometimes they'll go really small yeah. and just have Cockburn on there, and he's in there with the other guys. Right. So, you know, they, he is so versatile. Yeah. It's what makes him special as yeah. a six-man. Sometimes uh, I think playing with Doug McDermott, yeah. as good as he is, I think sometimes uh, outside of just individual talent, it's all about the system you end up in. Oh, heck yeah. That makes it work. For Every you. sport, you could, be, you could be so talented. Say you're a quarterback. Yeah. And they put you in a system without any good wide receivers. You can't run the ball. <laughs> yeah. You may look horrible. And then right. all of a sudden you move to another team. You're like, well, this guy looks uh, a lot better now. Um, Got a lot more talent. Nebraska quarterback last year. Um, he started. 
Sims? Jay Sims or yeah. Yeah. I know he threw a lot of interceptions. He fumbled a lot. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that Nebraska was a wrong style of offense. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And he, What's up with him now? Where yet? He's he's in the portal, but I've not heard him going anywhere yet. Yeah, it could. So it, it'll probably be after spring ball. After spring ball, they'll figure out where everybody goes. There's a week after spring ball or like three days right. after Nebraska plays their spring game on the 27th in order for you to be able to. Yeah, Caitlin Clark announces yeah. you in it. And it, it's a no-brainer. You got it's a no, to. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You got to go where you're hot. You go to the biggest league, uh, have a chance. Like I said, Nike is going to give her a giant contract yeah. for her to wear their she shoes. She wouldn't have the – I mean, what would you go after next year? More points. Nobody's breaking your, your no. Your and it maybe maybe you say if you don't get a championship this year, you try to come back to get a championship. But other than but, that, that's it. You know, yeah. she get everything else. Um, again, thank you to Francisco for Parabello. Next week, yeah, two big guests. Mm-hmm. One, Bryce Williams, guard, swingman for he's six seven by the way, playing a two guard okay. for Nebraska. Love very it. talented player. Again, another guy that one night could be leading, another night zero points. Right. But really good player. I th- I think personally he's their MVP mm-hmm. for everything he does. And then also the volleyball coach for Creighton. Kirsten Bernthal Booth will join us next week as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I love talking sure. to her. And we will have on the set ice cream. Man. Because yeah. when Creighton goes on the road, if they win both their games in a weekend, the, the ladies get ice cream yeah. wherever they pick. And so we will make sure we have ice cream for Coach Booth when she comes on. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Francisco Ferrabello for coming on. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs> Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. On with us, we appreciate her, him, excuse me, executive producer <laughs> Phil McLean, technical director. Now, Val's not here today. Is Val okay? No, is he one, no is, wonder it's bad. Is he okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mac Pittman yeah, is on the good. wheels of steel today, taking care of stuff, and then social media, Maven Meg in the house as well, taking all the pictures. We want to again appreciate Bud Light, our presenting sponsor, wherever you are, yeah. whether you're here inside the Let It Fly Sports Bar, you're at home, or you're at a game. Wherever you are, Let It Fly Sports Bar loves Bud Light. Brings you easy drinking, easy buckets throughout Nebraska. Easy to drink and easy to enjoy. Yep. Congratulations to that. Josh, take us away. Josh here. My man, Michael Severe. You know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.